Welcome to Thought Revolution. This is a show for leaders like you who want to learn how to lead and manage in a way that expands your impact and influence. My name is Kristen Nebro and I am the founder of Impact Consultancy. And I'm excited to share with you my biggest aha moments and thought-provoking concepts that are designed to free up your time, your team's capacity, and your ability to create impact in the world. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 42 and today I have a question for you and the question is, what do you think is one of your most important roles as a leader and what do you think is one of the most important things you can do as a manager when you're thinking about your team and maybe there's lots of different responses, maybe it's about getting results, maybe it's about making sure that folks feel inspired or motivated, I would say one of the most important things, not the most important thing, not the only thing, but one of the most important things that you can do is develop people and you know, this has been in my mind since about 1998. I have always felt like the organization is um, like a, a really sacred place. It had a responsibility to grow people. And if you grew people, you would grow some excellent services or products. And um, I don't think that was a new idea. You know how you have an idea and then you realize like someone else like actually thought of that too. And, you know, I got excited when I learned more about um, the Toyota production system and Lean and how they thought about it. And now I, you know, that was... That was me in 1998. That was me getting introduced to it in 2005. And then here we are in 2019. And I feel like um, it's starting to really get pushed into the center of the conversation with everything that there is um, to be talked about in terms of, um, you know, empathetic leadership, in terms of um, even having roles out there like chief, chief heart officer, chief people officer. People are talking about themselves as people leaders. Uh, and so you can start to see that there's a different take on it, whether or not we fully understood what it takes to do that, because it's not easy. And so that question, I think, is really important. And the reason we're talking about that today, because if you really believe that one of the most important things you can do is develop people, then the next question that I have for you is, what's your process to do it? Because that's what it always comes back to for me is what's your process to get it done? Um, there's more to being a strong leader than having a process. And without a strong process, it can be hard sometimes to lead. I always say that leadership needs management. Management um, doesn't always need leadership. But leadership, true leadership needs that management. And so we're going to be talking about and a process to be thinking about is coaching models today. So if you are already out there coaching, good for you. Um, take a listen and see if this is inspiring and, and actually offers some more insight into what you're up to. If you want to coach, um, I hope this becomes like a way to provide an overview and introduction. Um, if you haven't thought about coaching, then I hope that this starts to inspire you to consider what it would look like to introduce it into, um, you know, your team and what it would look like for you to build um, your own coaching practice. And, you know, there's dozens of performance coaching methods out there and some are better than others. Uh, I, I don't claim to know them all. Um, but for me, I think what's important is having a framework because a lot of times I'll ask people, you know, are you coaching your team? They're like, yeah. And then I'll ask, well, what's your framework? And they don't really have one. They just kind of feel their way out um, and, and through the process. And when you don't have one, um, it's possible that you're going to get by on your natural skill. But one of the things that we lose is a, an even greater ability to be on purpose and really be understanding how we're trying to move people. It really unleashed like, the potential that you're after. So that's what this is about because I, I think that you're going to achieve limited success um, if you follow a coaching model. Um if you don't have one, it's limited. If you have one, it's still limited because, you know, you got to be able to subscribe to the underlying coaching philosophy. 
um, that there is. Otherwise, you're going to fall short of what's truly possible. So that's what we're going to take a look at first is, you know, um, what is a strong coaching philosophy? Because the essence of good coaching really is all about you as a coach and helping your coachee, helping your people to increase awareness and take responsibility. So let's just take a look at that first. All right. So what what coaching is and what it isn't. And um, and really, I think, you know, the way God introduced and explained to me, because I got to tell you, coaching isn't something that comes natural for me. It's something that I learned. It's something I fell in love with. Um, and I don't always default into it. Like for me, it has to be conscious. And and I'm not actively coaching, you know, folks right now um, in my consulting roles. I, I often go out and provide like a, a coaching support, but not true coaching the way I'm going to describe it here. Although I am being coached because I see the value of it. And, and this person resonates, you know, the same way that I – it resonates the way that they come off, um, the way that it was, you know, introduced to me, which is why I think it's so powerful. Coaching is, really isn't what you do. Um, it's who you are. It isn't giving advice. Um, it isn't training someone. It isn't showing someone how to do something. Like none of that is really coaching. Like you can, you know, say you're going to coach somebody to, you know, learn this or you're going to, you know, you're going to take a coaching approach. It's Coaching isn't a title, you know, like, hey, I'm the baseball coach. Um, it's not a hat you wear, like, oh, I'm putting on my coaching hat. Um, you can certainly do those things. Like, I don't want to say that that's, um, not what it is, but all of those are like techniques. They're really, um, you know, the, the most rudimentary way of thinking about coaching. They're a mainstream way of thinking about it. And what I'm going to be talking about here is really more about like being a coach. So for me, like coaching really is about seeing someone and really seeing someone as their goal. Um, as their like explicit potential or possibility and then working backwards to remove what's in the way, which means that maybe what's in their way is how they see a situation or how they see themselves. They Maybe they don't see themselves as, um, you know, maybe they don't see that they're focused on results um, instead of people. So you want to help someone be a better team leader by helping them, you know, focus more on people than results. Or maybe someone doesn't see that they're not really, you know, accountability based, or maybe doesn't, someone doesn't see that they're setting really low goals, whatever that is. Um, And I think that's important because what it requires then is that you understand and have a vision for somebody. And it can't just be like, Hey, I see your potential. Um, That's too vague. Or, Hey, you know, I think you're so great. You could be so big. Like that's too, that's, that's um, if you're going to engage in a coaching relationship, and that's your starting point, that's not bad, but you need to get really explicit. And that kind of explicitness, that kind of clarity only comes through conversation with the person who wants to be coached. So the two key things here is you're seeing yourself as coach for somebody. It takes time. It's a long-term process, which is why I think when you engage in coaching, especially as a leader, it is a choice. Like you're choosing that this is what I want to do. This is an explicit choice and it's agreement. You have to have agreement. Those are the two most important things. You have to know that you're engaging in a commitment around time for a long-term process and you're going to engage in agreement both of you agree to a destination and the destination is you're the coach and that person has a goal they have a future they have a possibility they have a potential that they're trying to achieve and you're going to help them get there and i think that's really important and so with that like coaching is really going to be more than just asking questions although today on the podcast we're going to be talking about 56 different questions you can use i'm just going to lay some out there so you can really begin to hear what they sound like and begin to try them on for yourself you can also in the podcast show notes um, download my 56 questions and feel free to use them as a framework but really like when we talk about coaching it's it's about seeing yourself um, in a commitment for someone else's growth. And I think that's what's really important about this. Um, this means that results come second to development. And I think 
that's hard. Like that's easy to say, but hard to do when you're a manager under pressure. I remember trying to, as a manager, especially as a young manager, trying to coach somebody and it gets really fuzzy when you know that at the end of the quarter, you're supposed to be meeting a certain number of outcomes and you're trying to coach somebody. But really when you're coaching somebody, it's all about the person and the kind of um, talent they're trying to become as opposed to the results, you know, and here's the, here's what's odd about it. You know, um, you know, it's about, it's about really making sure that the results come second to development, but it's also about taking action to help someone achieve new results, right? The results that they weren't able to achieve without your commitment and action, like they're the ones that are responsible for the results. But that doesn't mean that you as coach are off the hook. So it's this weird paradox that you're committed to. You're committed to a person versus a result, like the, who that person can be, the, the kind of person that can create those results. That's what you're committed to, the kind of person that can create, you know, consistency or connection or, um, you know, the kind of person who can create like fantastic sales, whatever that is. Um, but you're committed to that person achieving new results. So the results still have to show up. You're just trying to get it through the person. And so that's that sounds all cool in concept. It's I think coaching is beautiful. It's it's um, necessary, but it's hard. And that makes it even harder when you're trying to engage in it as a manager. And I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying that, you know, as you go in, eyes wide open, um, that sometimes the organizational inertia pushes results over development, and that just makes it tough. Um, but all that to just say that building a coaching mindset is foundational. And as long as you're going in eyewise open and, and know that that's the foundation you're building, you're going to be able to figure out, you know, elegant ways to navigate through that. And, and then comes the practice of asking powerful questions um, because those are the actions that fuel powerful growth for conversations because in coaching, it's all about the conversation. Um, and so today is all about developing your ability to grow um, how you ask questions. So I say that deciding to be a coach is not easy, but super worthy. And like anything, it's about practice, practice, practice. And so with that, you have to have a model. And that's what I want to introduce next is a coaching model that you can use. And then we'll introduce questions within that model that you can begin to play with. And the model that I want to introduce is called GROW. And GROW is really an acronym. And it's a widely used coaching model that provides, I think, just a solid structure to learn how to be a coach. So GROW stands for, the G is for goal setting. Um, R is for reality, O is for options, and W is for will, okay? G-R-O-W, goal set, reality, options, and will. And I'm going to break this down again in my show notes. If you go to the website, you can download um, a checklist that talks through what goal is, and it gives you the 56 questions that we're going to talk about today. But for goal setting, what does that look like? It means defining the short and long-term goals. And again, that's like the starting point for this, is understanding where someone is headed. Um, R is for reality, so exploring the current situation, really getting clear about like if this is where somebody wants to get to, where are they at today? Again, we're creating gaps. Um, O is for options, so uh, identifying and evaluating what are the different actions or strategies someone can take. And then will, which is W, is what are you going to do and by when, right? So you're really taking a look at where you're trying to head to, where are you at right now, um, what is it that could possibly be done? And then what will you try and by when? And that's the, the basic framework. And it sounds super easy. And what's cool about it is you can have really big long-term goals. Like this is where I want to grow into. I want to write a, 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 you know, a, a, a national bestseller. I want to create you know, a, an Emmy-winning um, you know, documentary. Whatever that is, like you can do that. That's your long-term goal. You know, where are you at today? What are the things you have to do? And then you can break that down. Great. 
Where do you need to be next month? What is your goal? Cool. Where are you at today? What are the things you can be doing to put you in action? What are you going to do and by when? Right. And so um, imagine like someone being filmmaker and then they're breaking it down. They're being someone who wants to change the world through their message or whatever that is. So you can see where this has like, you know, mini cycles and macro cycles to it. You know, that's the long term game that we're playing now, um, you know, as you're at work. You might have long-term goals for your team and then short-term goals for you as a team. You might have long-term goals for someone as somebody might choose like their long-term goal is, you know, to develop their ability to lead a team or, you know, to get a promotion or to, um, you know, be able to handle, um, you know, their workload and also maybe, you know, coach somebody else to take their place, whatever that looks like. Um, But then short-term goals. All right. Where is it that you need to be in the next month? Where do you want to be? Where are you at today? Um, what's getting in your way? What are some of the things you can try and by when? And that's your model over and over and over again. And it puts you in a cycle. And what's cool is, and what I love about that last part is, and by when, is that when you exit that conversation, great. When can we connect again so we can find out what you learned and what you're going to do next? So it puts you in this constant cycle. Um, if you only go through that cycle once, that's just advice. So there's like a framework here that this gives you. And then there's a relationship and agreement that can I coach you? I'd love to walk the journey with you and see, um, you know, how, who you're going to become. And I'm going to, from now on, treat you as that person. Like that's who you are. And now you're just on a journey. And now we're just going through the steps of getting there. And it's not going to be easy, but I'm going to walk this with you. Like that's really what coaching starts to, you know, entail without getting any deeper today. And I think that's what's really cool about this is because um, what we're doing is now switching from, hey, I need this or that. Hey, you need to make sure you meet your targets to this is who I this is who you're telling me you want to be and I'm being for you, right? And so in that kind of way, it, it you can't completely just coach your way into all the results that you want because there is a level of accountability in organizations that doesn't allow for that. But it sets you up to begin to deploy a new level of care and empathy um, in certain realms with your team uh, that I think is really powerful. And it starts to really um, sharpen your saw, sharpen your eyes, um, sharpen your skills for even like being more process oriented from the perspective of always asking the question, well, what what are what is the problem we're trying to solve? Like, what is the goal that we're trying to achieve? How are things operating today? What is it that we know that's an obstacle? What is it that we can be trying here in the next day, the next hour, the next week? Great. What are we going to try and when are we going to touch base to learn what we, you know, accomplished or what are we going to touch base to find out what we learned from our actions, right? And it just puts us into that place. So it starts to improve our leadership from that perspective too, which is really cool. So we're going to get into the questions here. Um, And I think the importance of asking questions can't be overstated because most of us, and again, you have to really know like when does it make sense to coach? And, you know, some of us like we put our coaching hat on and and whatnot. And again, um, I really believe that you are going to want to make a decision, a choice that I want to be coach and I want to grow someone's ability to, let's say, you know, be innovative or to be a problem solver or to experiment. Um, like that, I think that's a worthy choice. Great. And then, you know, how is, how is that person or team doing today? Where do you want to get them to get their agreement that you're going to develop them? Because as you do that, you're going to have to make some choices, um, along the way. And, um, you know, there are going to be some times where problems arise if you're trying to develop their problem solving skills, their ability to experiment, and um, they're going to come to you and it's just going to be easier or faster to just say, oh, you know what, this is where you go to get that resource. Oh, here's what I would do. Um, oh, you know, check in with so-and-so. They've got a great, you know, workaround for that. Whatever those things are, there are going to be those moments where it doesn't make sense to 
to ask them questions like, well, what do you think? You know, like you don't want to do that. You, you're going to just want to like, get them going. But there are going to be those moments where you're going to make a choice about like, you know what? I'm going to just keep pushing for their development. And in those moments, it's really about the questions that help elicit and, and um, deepen for them, not only how they solve problems, but those questions help show you where they're stuck. So um, again, I think what's powerful about that then is if you're going to engage in coaching, you better have some some competence in what you're coaching them around. So if you're coaching someone to be a stronger problem solver, you yourself better have some pretty strong problem solving skills. Um, otherwise, you're going to be asking questions that are going to... So with that, let's just think about some questions. I'm going to give you 15 questions here to think about during a goal setting phase, okay? So you might be asking questions like, well, what is the the, the aim of this discussion? Um, what would you need to happen for you to walk away feeling that this time was well spent? Um, if I could grant you a wish for this session, what would it be? Um, I love that. Like if I could wave a magic wand, like, you know, tell me like, what would you like to see have happen? Um, what, what, what do you want to see happen now that's not happening? Or what would you like, um, not to happen that is happening now? I always like that question because it starts to force someone to think about like how they want things to operate. Um, maybe like what outcome would you like from this process, this situation, this session, this discussion, this interaction, this meeting? Um, I think that those are powerful. Can we do that in the time that we have available? So you're kind of checking that. Um, what is it that we're trying to achieve long term? You might start with that. So it might even be a reminder like, okay, what's the goal that we're trying to achieve long term? Great. What is it that we want out of this session today? Great. Um, what does success look like for you? How much personal control or influence do you have over this goal? So again, it's just trying to like make sure that like you're checking in on that. Like what would a milestone be on the way? Because sometimes your conversation is what's the long-term goal, sometimes it's what's the goal for the session, and sometimes it's what is the milestone that we're trying to achieve over the next week, right? So again, you're always trying to – the part the, the, the part of goal setting isn't just like where you're trying to head to. A strong coach is always breaking down goals, always breaking down goals. What is it that we're trying to achieve today? You know, I, I think about my son. It's like, you know, we're just trying to say please and thank you. Okay, great. You know what? Um, my, my goal is that we're trying to say please, um, you know, at least three times, you know, during dinner because, you know, he's going to ask for things about 30, right? So it's like you're trying to, like, keep moving in that direction. Um, make sure that the goal is realistic. How are we going to measure the goal? How are we going to know that we have achieved it? So I think all of these questions start to help you frame your goal setting. Um, the next piece is then reality. And again, um, I should pause here. When you go through your your coaching framework, what's cool about Grow is you can jump in anywhere here um, in a session or with somebody. It doesn't have to go through, you know, G-R-O-W. I think that strong sessions move through those. I like the acronym because it helps you remember like, okay, do we have a goal? Okay, do we have reality? Okay, what are the options? Okay, what are you going to do and by when? Like, I think it just helps with that, but you can jump in somewhere. Like if someone's struggling with something, you can start to just jump straight into reality, right? Like, so they're struggling with a problem. Okay, well, tell me more about what is happening now. Like, what is happening? Where is it happening? When is it happening? Um, who is it happening to? How how often is it happening? How much of it is happening, right? So that's, I think, a really powerful, like, starting point. And these are reality questions. So we're getting an understanding of the current condition, the current problem. How do you know that this is happening? Like, have you verified or or would you verify? Like, like what evidence did you get that tells you that? Um, what other factors do we need to think about? Um 
uh, who's involved, uh, what's their perception, um, when things are going badly on this issue, what happens to you? So now you're moving away from the what, and now you're trying to understand the impact, like how they're seeing things, which I think is really helpful sometimes too, is, um, you know, you don't want to ask like, how do you see the situation? But like, you know, when this is happening, what impact does it have on you? How does it make you, you know, how are you seeing the situation? What happens to you? Um, you could ask, how does it make you feel? But sometimes folks, some, you know, shy away from that. Um, uh, what happens to others? Uh, what what impact is it having on the team? Like, how do you know? What have people said? What have you heard? Um, you know, when, you know, someone did something, what result did that produce? Uh, what's missing in the situation? So any one of these questions start to elicit, like, what's going on today? Um, what's holding you back from taking action um, if you haven't yet? Uh, what's you know, what do you have that you're not using? Um, what are the resources that are there that are not being tapped? So um, all of these things start to really help you begin to see like what's happening right now. And you can use that as a starting point or you can use that in relationship to where you're trying to get to, which is your goal setting. Okay. Um, so let's talk about O, which is options. I think a lot of us jump straight here. Like we hear a problem and we go st- like, what would you do to change the situation? Like, why is that happening? And I think the why question is one of the worst questions you can ask to start off, especially as you're coaching. You really want to stay focused on what, 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 what. And oftentimes I'll find that when I'm with folks, we just, we're right there in GNR for a while. Like, help me understand where you're trying to get to. Help me get clear on it. Help me understand like um, why that matters to you. Help me understand how you know you would know you're successful. Um, help me understand like what's happening now then. Um, how do you know what's happening? You know, what evidence do you have? Um, help me understand like, um, you know, what happens to you when this is not happening? Like all those things I think sometimes are really important because you're helping someone really get clear about, you know, in those questions, they sometimes might just shift how they're seeing a certain situation and realize that they're able to move forward. Um, but when you move through those questions and now you're ready for the next stage, options is really like, you know, when you, I think, I think a good coach as you develop your practice here, knows that you're switching to options once you have a lot of clarity, both the coachee and the coach, around um, you know where someone's trying to head to and what's happening. So some questions. Tell me what the possibilities for actions are that you see. Um, don't, whether, don't worry about whether or not they're realistic at this stage, right? Um, what approach or actions have you used? Um, what have you seen others use? What else could you do? What if... You know, and start asking what if questions. What if you had more time? What would you try? What if you had more resources? Um, who might, you know, be able to help? Um, you know, if you knew the answer to this question, what would you say? Um, sometimes that forces the mind, you know, to, it tricks them into, you know, thinking of something. Which options do you like the most? Um, you know, what are the benefits and costs of each one? Let's just kind of take a moment and think about that. Um, which options interest you the most? Um, because sometimes, you know, there isn't a right option, but there's something that feels more interesting because now we're trying to make sure we're tapping into the motivation of that person. Um, you know, uh, any of these, like sometimes you're working, not just an option, but talk to me about what some of the biggest barriers are. Well, what's something that you want to try to address? What could you try? Right. Um, what's something small that you could do to learn more about why that barrier is there. So sometimes even going to learn something is an option, right? So those are option questions. So now we're into W which is once you've explored options, anytime you're into options, um, you know that you need to take action. Anytime you're into reality, you know you need to take action. Like no matter what, the W shows up. If you even, even if someone's not clear about their goal, you're into W because if they're not clear about goal, 
then that's what they need to do is get clear about it. If they're not clear about the reality, then they need to go get clear about it. If they're trying to explore options and they select one, now they've got to go do something, right? So the W, no matter what, the will, what will you do and by when, no matter what is always, always, always a part of the coaching conversation, right? And so, you know, it should be a GW, an RW, an OW, or it could be a GROW. And so now we're asking some questions, right? So here are some key questions. What what option or options do you choose? Um, To what extent does this meet all of your objectives? Um, Does this really meet your outcomes? What are the criteria and measurements for success? Like when when precisely are you going to start and finish each step? Um, What do you expect to learn? Um, and by when, how will you know you've learned it? Um, you know, what resistance do you have in taking these steps? So you're really just exploring some of these things. Like, what are you going to do to, um, uh, you know, take the next step? Um, and you're trying to take a step that someone can do. I always say, if you can get someone to take action in the next 24 hours, that's a powerful coaching question. That's powerful action. Like, if you want someone to take action soon. You don't want to have them say, well, I'll make a phone call this week. That's fine if you've only got like that kind of rhythm, but you're trying to get them to take small steps because what it allows for you to do is it allows you to check back in with them. How did it go? What did you learn? Great. What is the current situation now? What could, what are the options that are there? What are you going to try next? Right? So it puts them in action, even if they're constantly learning. What support do you need and from whom? Um, who else needs to know what you're about to try so they can make sure that they, um, you know, can learn from you or that can support you. Um, what could I do to support you? Um, you know, on a scale of one to 10, like what level of commitment do you have to take this, this next step? You know, 10 being high, one being low. Um, you know, what present, what, what, what's keeping this from being a 10 if it's not a 10? Um, so is there anyone else you want to talk to now, you know, or is there anything else you want to talk through before we finish? Um, and then your last question is always great. When can we follow up to find out what you tried and what you learned? That's always the last question. You never leave a coaching session without like the accountability, which is, okay, now you've said that there's a goal there for you. You said that there's, you know, something happening. You said you've got options. You said you're going to try it and by when. You always have to have the W and then there's always the great. When are we going to get back together to touch base, even if it's for five minutes, to find out what you tried and what you learned because you want to go through the next coaching cycle. It creates accountability for you as a coach. Um, It shows you care and it creates accountability and responsibility for the person that you're coaching, right? It puts you in action. The, The most important part about coaching is being in action. No action, no result, right? So that's what we're doing here um, over and over and over again. And I promise you, the more you practice coaching, whether or not your goal is to be like an exquisite coach and life coach to, you know, the, you know, the masses or whatever, but the more you coach, the more it's going to actually help you start to generate results that you didn't think you could get because just that process, just that framework is going to begin to shift your mindset. And so the more often you do something, the more often you operate from that you know, way of thinking. And that's what I think is so cool about coaching. And that's why I think it's, it's a powerful, like thought revolution for some of us, because it'll shift how we operate. It has us slow down just enough to get clear on where we're headed, what's actually happening, what we could try and what we're going to try and by when. And, and it puts us in a learning position, um, and potentially with somebody else, it puts us in a position to care for somebody and their development um, and be cared for by somebody else. And, you know, you might not think about it that way, um, depending on the kind of coaching that you're getting. But um, but it's there. Like, I mean, if you look at the basic definition of caring, like that, it's there. So um, I think that's really important. Caring doesn't have to be all lovey and gushy. Um, you know, it could be, you know, just 
you know, just showing concern for somebody else. And that's really what we're talking about here. So that's my thought revolution for this week. Please um, download the the checklist. Take a look at it. Um, you know, I'd love to get your feedback on this. I'd love to find out like who is already using Grow, how you're practicing it, how it's working for you. I'd love to hear from folks to find out what you want to learn more about. You can follow me on LinkedIn and um, ping me there. You can uh, join the Thought Revolution. Go to the website, um, impactconsultancy.org. And, you know, you can always get insights from me there, but also interact with me there. And um, I'm just excited to be able to be a part of just sharing um, what I've seen some of like my favorite leaders um, share with me and what I've been able to experience as having an impact from them. So that's it for this week. Looking forward to seeing you guys next week.